Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third. I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viore. Viore is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash soccer. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back. Here's a look at the weekend results in La Liga. Barcelona beat Sevilla 1-0. Rayo Vallecano and Mallorca and in a 2-2 draw. Real Sociedad 3-0 over Athletic Club. Real Betis 3-0 over Valencia. And uh, Girona lose 3-0 to hmm. Real Madrid. So heading into the weekend, Girona and Real Madrid, the top two teams in La Liga in the standings. And... This is a match where I think Girona maybe came back down to reality a little bit. Well, completely, hmm. completely outclassed Susanna. by Real Madrid well, in this, this one. This game here is a game of what we always say. When you play top teams and you get opportunities, you have to take the chances you get. Girona had two great chances in the first five minutes where they should have scored. Clear headers inside the box. They didn't take the chances and you get punished by world-class players, especially one Jude Bellingham. There was, there was this question of how much Real Madrid was relying on Jude Bellingham, and the ball oh. there is, jeez. I wouldn't even say that relying on him, Nico. Though. I just think he's gone in there and taken to this club like uh, duck to water. Right, like but he's then, just been sensational. But, but I feel then you look at the Champions League game that they barely won towards the end against Union Berlin, and then against Atletico Madrid, where he was almost on an island. He wasn't able to gravitate. Because when he does gravitate, Real Madrid ticks at a different pace. And he has grabbed the ball by the horns and yeah. has become the poster boy uh, of this team with all the responsibility that can weigh on your shoulders. He has just stood right. up and, and he's been sensational. So uh, it's, it's Do you know what I was saying? The thing I love about that is there's a difference between being a captain and a leader. Hmm. Jude is a leader. He doesn't need the captain's armband as a decoration because not everyone that's a captain necessarily means they're a leader. He actually has gone there. Like you. And be- yeah, true. I like that. Yeah, thank you. No, there's a difference between it. And he's just a natural-born leader. He doesn't need the armband Did as a decoration. Did we see that from him? 
last season when he was with with Dortmund? Has he always been this, or He's has he kind of grown into this role now that he is with Real Madrid I, and I it's a bigger he, stage? Once he got, once he played in the World Cup with England, once he yeah, once that, that international level, and then when they really saw the talent that he has and the respect he got from his colleagues. He's grown even more so. And I think also what he's done so well is he's gone to Real Madrid, not to become a fan and a superstar saying, oh my God, I'm at Real Madrid, I'm with Chalmini, Camavinga. He's like, I belong here and I'm going to make you guys respect me. And he's just taking it to another level. So he was the captain at Dortmund Mm -hmm. before this, right? And he understood the responsibility with which to behave, with which to play, with which to represent the club. And then he moved over to Real Madrid that's in this moment of kind of weeding out the old generation, the Modric's, the Toni Kroos's, and because Benzema's gone. Um, and he kind of saw this void. Whose team is this? There's, you've got Vinicius, and he's been injured. So he also has to step to the plate, not only because of his skill, because of the price tag, because of the obligation. There's so many factors at play. And he just looked at the situation with so much clarity, with so much commitment, with reason also and stepped up to the stage and became the protagonist without any fear, without any hesitation. And that's what Real Madrid fans love to he's, see. And he's playing their once, tune. Once he's made that club his own. Bossed in the midfield from the US, I feel like that's when <laughs> he had an understanding of what it takes to <laughs> leave Real Madrid. Get bossed. Come on. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Put some respect on Drew's name. He's made that club his own, all right? About I knew you were going with that. Yeah, I knew you know, it was we, you just, just relax, okay? They I relax. Love it. I love it Get when, bossed. when Nigel's about. here. We have, we've got some good banter yeah, going on this morning. It's always now, a lot I of see fun. Nigel smile. I know he's, he's always cooking something. I know. Why? I know. <laughs> like, stop, stop having he's, these he's, antagonists he's there. He's cheeky. He's cheeky. I just yeah. love the game of football. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's move it along to the Premier League. Here's a look at the notable weekend results in England. We had Aston Villa absolutely thumping. Right. What's up with Bryce, man? What? Deserve <laughs> Champions out. League. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm kidding. That, was that was a that joke. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, exactly. It's a Europa League. Uh, Newcastle get the 2-0 win over Burnley. And not a great weekend for the city of Manchester. Manchester United losing 1-0 at home to Crystal Palace. And City losing 2-1 to Wolves. All right. So... Let's chat about Manchester United because it feels like, I mean, we've kind of been sounding the alarm bells for a few weeks though, but it feels like they're one of these teams where it's like they take a step forward and then two steps back. And this I, result against Palace is exactly that. They, they, they lose again at home? I, I want to know where you guys seen the step forward because for me, I found it actually amusing when people were celebrating that they beat Burnley and it was Johnny Evans' pass. What a pass. What I mean, you I'm like, what you no, can are you last, serious? Last we're season. celebrating Manchester United? Last, last, last season. season. Last was, season, things, yes. There was expectations were this season. They were, uh, it, Eric Ten Hag took major decisions to straighten the team, put them on the right path. And it just felt like this season could have been the next natural progression of this whole change of culture that he's been trying to instill at, at Manchester United and everything's gone backwards for, for them at the moment. It's, for me, it's an embarrassment. That's the thing, because even when you watch Manchester United, I don't see, I don't understand what I'm seeing right now. You know, Amrabat started on the weekend. He gets this bit of a free roll. He was lucky not to be sent off. So should a Casemiro could have been sent off with the amount of fouls that he did in that game against Crystal Palace. 
it is unbelievable to watch Manchester United because I just don't get it. I really don't. Marcus Rashford is having a poor run of form right now. And for me, I remember, I think we, it was some of you guys I was speaking to about that. At the time when he was on fantastic form, there was interest for Paris Saint-Germain. In my mind, I said to him, this is the time you leave Manchester United. Because he's never going to have this rich form again. He signed a new contract. That's all people are going to look at. Oh, What made you think he was not going to have that rich form it, He's again. not a prolific goal scorer. He never really was a prolific goal scorer. He'll chip in with goals. But Marcus Rasper is not someone you're going to say every season consistently he's going to get you 25 goals. You don't think he could develop into that? I don't think he can if develop he had, into that. If, he had a, if they had a proper striker that he could play off of? I personally still don't think he can develop that. I think he can be a major player, but not your main focal point for a player at Manchester United. And, uh, you know, I just don't get what I see in Manchester United right now. And I see, if anything, it's only going to get worse. There's no confidence in that team. And if you look at body language and you look at the players, how they interact with each other. There's always constant bickering and talking between ones and twos now of certain things that happen in the game. It, there's big problems still to come at Manchester United. I, I slightly disagree with that in terms of if, if you put Rashford on Arsenal right now in that front three with Saka and Gabby Jesus, I think he scores 20-plus goals in a season. I wouldn't disagree to that because of the coaching and the style of how Arsenal play. But right now at Manchester United, again, it's, it's too many. It's questionable about the recruiting, what direction you're going in. You know, again, I love Amrabat. I think he's a top player. But I just don't understand why you'd bring Amrabat into this midfield already 100%. at Manchester United. He plays a crazy free role wherever he goes. Against well-coached teams, you look at Crystal Palace, it wasn't rocket science how they played that game against Manchester United. Well-organised, defensively solid, hard to break down. They got players who were comfortable to carry the ball up the pitch under pressure. And it was a great goal, by the way. So from the free I, I think if we move it on over to tomorrow in the Champions League, at home again, where they haven't gotten favorable results, Manchester United, it's like you lose two straight at home in the Premier League. You're going up against a Galatasaray team that is also mm. hungry and needed of points because they drew at home in their first leg. And it might be a trap game in the sense you might overlook your rival because you just have better quality than them. You play in a better league. You're just objectively, Nico, Nico, you're, you're a better team. The difficult thing of the players going into this game as well is they got heavily booed after yeah. this yeah. weekend's so loss. That's like, what I'm saying. Heavily booed. And that's Imagine, not something that happens a lot. At Manchester United, you better respond. You, there's, there's no other response you can give tomorrow than beating Galatasaray at home in the Champions League after you went down in match day one in the Champions League. But look at how they've used Mason Mount. You spend that much money oh, to use Mason Mount like that. Arabat playing left back. I mean, you, you, you put in Garnacho the 61st minute. You took off Marcus Rashford in the 77th minute. Hoyland still, the way he moves and operates, I'm not convinced for There's that. There's no connectivity tag. in this team. And like, I'm glad I'm, that Charlie brought Mason Mount because Mason Mount looks like a lost puppy right now in that Manchester United side. I don't understand puppy. what position he's playing, what he's bringing to the team. He looks completely lost. It's, uh, it's not good. No. Susanna's it's enjoying this section there, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Manchester United. And, and forget about the Jaden Sancho oh. and... 
Anthony Saga it's on a both mess. sides. It's, honestly, it's, it's a bit of a tire fire over Wilfred there. Wilfred Zaha goal for Galatasaray. Yeah, Could you imagine? Back at Old Trafford. Eh? Okay. Uh, quickly, a before or we... I or Ziyech or Icardi, anybody. Before we head to break, <laughs> let's check out some of the other notable results around Europe. Uh, Bayern Munich, as we mentioned, the 2-2 draw with RB Leipzig. Did you guys see this Celtic-Motherwell match? It was yes. nuts. Crazy. Nuts. Honduran goal scorer that one. Absolutely crazy. Motherwell thought they had won it. It was it was wild scenes at the end. Um, but AC Milan, guys, with the 2-0 win over Lazio. And we talked about Christian Pulisic. He had a lovely goal in this one off the assist from Leao. Here's a look at it. it Boom. Providel, the keeper for Lazio, should have done better with that. But just a, a good spot for... Providel? I thought he played striker. <laughs> well, he had a nice header on that. But... Just, it's a, a great spot for Pulisic to pop up, to, to recognize I'm going to drop out at the penalty spot, cut back ball, and smash it with the left foot. Fantastic. And he was just active in this game, creating chances, could have probably scored another one. And Yunus Musa also was a standout mm -hmm. in this match. Another American who did well was Malik Tillman. Man of the match for PSV, goal and assist was was all over the pitch, was incredible. And maybe this is a, a sign of, of good things to come for him at PSV. I like uh, Pulisic on the one-time finishes. Mm -hmm. He's got a good he got a good sense of smell for that. You know, when the ball's coming in, he, mm -hmm. he recognizes those those moments. When it comes in, boom, one-time finish. It's really good on that. Yeah, love to see it. So look at me. I'm not saying anything about American players. I'm not saying anything. Because <laughs> I, I know these guys are going to try and come about England, so... Good goal. Nice goal. Pick your moments, Nige. Pick and choose your battle. Did I hurt there you, you though? You hurt me <laughs> You can't hurt this. Nigel, Are you ready to chat some MLS? Let's go. Coming up? Ooh. Yep, because that's what we're doing after a quick gonna break, talk guys. talk about Billy Sharp and how great he is. Heck Sharp yes, in front of the box. Yeah. There you go. Sharp. Do, do, Sharp. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back. A big weekend in Major League Soccer as the playoffs loom. Here's a look at the notable results. The Revs get the 2-1 win over Charlotte FC. Orlando City 3-0 over CF Montreal. St. Louis City 4-1 over Sporting Kansas City. And FC Cincinnati 3-2 over Toronto FC. And with that result, they have clinched the Supporters' Shield. And bravo, bravo, Cincinnati. FC Cincinnati. And we'll say Lucho Acosta clinched the MVP because okay. you might as well etch that in now. So with, with his influence, best player on the best team, special player, 
Brandon well Vasquez had a brace mm -hmm. in this game, which is great to see. He's got eight goals on the season for them. But I think when we're talking about this Cincinnati team, what we should probably be focusing on is the complete and utter turnaround yep. that we have seen because we are not that far removed from them winning three consecutive golden spo or golden wooden spoons. Wooden spoons. Not wooden spoons. Wooden it's a golden spoon now. Eh? It's a golden the spoon. The worst team in MLS three years running. And then last year they take this step forward. And this year they clinch the supporter shield. It's it's a pretty incredible turnaround. And what Chris Albright, what Pat Noonan have been able to do with this squad, mm -hmm. Charlie, where do you see, I mean, it, was it just a matter of getting the personnel right? Was it getting the right people in place in the front office and getting the right players? I mean, is it is it as simple as that formula? Yeah, I mean, structure, Chris Albright, Hires Pat Noonan. Mm -hmm. They they both they were former teammates. They know each other super well. They have a great relationship, but they they work together with the Philadelphia Union. So they got a good chance to see how things worked at Philadelphia Union, where you don't have the biggest budget. It's all about making the right signings, bringing up the right academy players, and so. When you have that relationship, you know how to go out, which players to go out and, and get to impact the side and. I mean, Wobodeau is a, a clearly mm. one of the game changers for Cincinnati once they brought in him to, to be a ball winner, to you know, cover as much ground as he does in the midfield. <laughs> that allows them to play with the back three. Then they get the, get the most out of Alvaro Barrial as a left Barrial. wing back getting up and down. He's gifted. Uh-oh. Wow. Uh-oh. Uh, and, and then the, the back line was, was weak. <laughs> oh, my God. They, they have a strong midfielder with Junior Moreno and Wobodo, and then Lucho Costa, he pulls all the strings. They, they've just done things really well, and, and, and they sold Brenner as well. So yeah. they did. Oh they, my they've gosh, made great business. So I, I, I can't look at this without saying this is a job well done, and this should be an example of how to do things in the transfer market, how to, how to bring in the right players, get the most out of players who, you know, Adam Baji, for instance. Do you know getting, having him to come in and be an impact player, yeah. but not rely on him. And, and I think... This Cincinnati team has, uh, has done a great also. job. I'll tell you what as well that, that's good as well happening now as well. The relationship between Lucho Acosta and Bupenza. That's starting to mm -hmm. grow into a bit of a bromance. They're starting to get a better understanding of how they're, they're finishing chances. But just to add to your point, Susanna, I think that it's hire the right people. It's not rocket science. You know, put football people in the right places who have great footballing philosophies and ideas and it will work. It's like Charlie becoming a director of football and him hiring me as a manager. Rocket, it's not rocket science, it can work. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because we understand, there's That's an understanding there. Right it's there. a winning formula, it's going to work. It's going to guide you success. But also, give credit to Cincinnati in the sense of the fan base, because they play their part. I think they are one of the standout clubs in MLS for how they integrate with their community. And also, I'll put St. Louis in there, in how they do it. They are a rep great representation of football mm -hmm. in this country for fan base I'd to give get them 14 football. months to get it right too. <laughs> 14 <laughs> months. Give me, give, me, give me four months and I'll have that team ironed out. Give me 14 months. I don't need 14. Cincinnati <laughs> and St. Louis are jewels of Major League Soccer. Yeah. And having been able to witness what was so special about Cincinnati firsthand, because I hadn't ever been there until the U.S. Open Cup semifinal, which easily they could have just... They, could, they were minutes away, seconds away from being in the final. Um, 
it, it speaks a lot to how much belief there is into this project. And w when they say trust in the process, like trust the process, that's not easy to do when results are going so poorly, but when you need a switch, you create that switch, it's a different mentality, different culture, and it's so and they got it so right. It's great to see. And yeah. to your point, like that, that fan base has been just absolutely staunch since the beginning, yeah. since they were, were yeah. in USL, and when they, they deserve this. They made a US Open They made a US Cup? Open Cup. I believe they got to the semifinals. Final, semifinals. And... I don't. If you saw last night, I think we showed some of the the scenes of the fans greeting the team at the airport. I mean, you see what it means, and you get that same sense. I'm glad you brought up St. Louis Saint too, Louis. who also, by the way, with nice that result spot. against Kansas City, they have now clinched um, their spot in the postseason as well. well. Which is and and they broke a record for the points for. Um, an expansion. An expansion. Right. Do you know what the issues are as well? It's incredible. I think, just to add to Nico's point as well, it's just the clubs, that how they are integrating with their community. Yeah. That's the example that other clubs need to follow. It's not just St. Louis and Cincinnati. You talk about Nashville as well. Columbus. How they, they, it's, such a, it's about the community. Austin, Atlanta. It's about the community. And if you put the right footballing people in positions where they can actually do their job, you'll have a successful team. It's, it's really not yeah. that complicated. Yeah. And, and credit, credit to St. Louis who shut us all up. I mean, not just us, but media around the country. No, 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 and I'm on, I'm on the same train as Charlie. Charlie, I'm on the same train as you because- Well, I'm not on your train. After, after two months, I was like- It's like, never, uh -uh. because it's never before seen. No, it's- Oh, it's come on. The, no, they it's start off the, since like the DC United Yeah, but I was never on that train because fire. for me, it's, I look at the performance. That's the thing. I always say, look at the performance and look at the style of play. You mm -hmm. learn a lot about teams. And at the start of the season, after watching them for the first four or five games, I'm like, yeah, they're the real deal. Because if oh, you yeah. look at you, how they... You thought they were going to keep that up for the whole Yes, season. I did. I did. I will get you the clip and we will run it back. <laughs> yeah, let's run it yeah. back. We will run it back. It's incredible. Well, they're on 55 points right wow. now. 57 points was the record set by LAFC in 2018 for the most amount wow. of points for an expansion side. And I, I'm a firm believer that this St. Louis team is going to well be able done. to do it quickly. Miami. And NYCFC one one draw. Is yeah, it, is this is this Miami essentially s saved their elimination with that last minute draw yeah. against New York City? But it's the end of the line, and I don't know how. Okay. Like, I don't they know could have, they they could have won it. They could have won it. Three games of their last. Yeah, four, but they don't control their, they don't control their own destiny anymore. <sighs> All right, but, but Nico, um, they has thirty seven points. They got Houston, Portland, and they're at the crew. They've only got one point in three home games. Ask them uh, the, the, ask them the same question games. you just asked me. Is it happening? Is it happening? Miami? Yeah. No. <laughs> all, all, of that, all of that. All of that. All of that. I gotta, I gotta give you the argument, though. It's the Come first on, time now. we've all been in agreement. All right, we're gonna take a break. Dude, it's gonna be back with some more headlines when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Welcome back. Here's a look at Monday's footy fix. Cristiano Ronaldo and Al Nasser Two. will compete in AFC Champions League versus FC Istiklal at 2 p.m. on Paramount+. Plus. We've got some Serie A action to look forward to. Fiorentina versus Cagliari. 2.45 p.m. on the Galazzo Network. In the Premier League, Fulham will face Chelsea at 3 p.m. on USA. In La Liga, Las Palmas taking on Celta Vigo. And tonight, NWSL action, Angel City versus Orlando Pride at 10 p.m. You can watch that on Paramount+. Plus. That is a big one. It is a big one. It's a and big one. Tim Ream, Antti Robinson. Let's go. Chelsea, Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea. Um, are we going to watch this video now or are we going to do the next? Producers, we're going to do it for some headlines. I'm here for you. She's Sina. here always. She's here always. And from Stanford, we're going to go straight to England with more highlights for everyone who's watching. The biggest story from this weekend is Liverpool's disallowed goal in their two-to-one loss to Tottenham. We know how Susanna Collins feels about that mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. After the match, the PGMOL released a statement saying that their knowledge there was significant human error and should have resulted in the goal being awarded. Since then, both VAR's referees, Darren England and Dan Cook, have been removed from their remaining matches during the weekend. England was pulled from yesterday's Nottingham Forest against Brentford match, while Cook was removed as assistant ref for tonight's London Derby between Fulham and Chelsea. Big game tonight. Staying in England, U.S. men's national team captain Tyler Adams made his long-awaited return from injury last week, but he suffered another setback and is now facing another spell from the sidelines. Bournemouth manager Anthony Arola confirmed that Adams will be, quote, out for some time, unfortunately. Adams made his first appearance for Bournemouth in their Carabao Cup with win over Stoke City last Wednesday, but he suffered another hamstring injury that kept him out of action for six months. He wasn't included, though, in the Bournemouth squad lost when they lost 4-0 against Arsenal. From England to Scotland, Rangers has fired manager Michael Beale after their 3-1 loss to Aberdeen. Beale took charge of the club 10 months ago, and he leaves Rangers after a poor start to the season, with three losses in their first seven league matches. They also crashed out of Champions League qualifying back in August, losing to PSV in the qualifying playoff round. Rangers legend Steven Davis has now stepped in as a caretaker manager, and they return to action in Europa League on Thursday against Eris. In MLS news that will come as a surprise to nobody, Lionel Messi topped the list of highest-selling MLS jerseys. The league has released the top 25, and Messi was one of the three Inter Miami players on the list, along with Sergio Busquets and Joseph Martinez. Everybody else got a head start. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you just have to throw that in there, right? Oh, jeez. Oh, Surprise, jeez. St. Louis City striker Juan Claus was second on the list, while Jordan Morris was sixth as the Rias ranked American. The rankings are based on overall retail from Nico Cantor Closet. <laughs> I'm kidding. Adidas MLS jersey on the front of the MLS team store site from January to September 12th. Dude, do uh, bootleg jerseys count in this? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I've added to that. I wonder, Nico, how many jerseys do you have? I'm going to come uh, to you. Like 300, 400. Did you see that picture on, that you posted yeah, from your bedroom with Friday. your rack of yeah. kits? I have like 
four of those. I'm telling you. You could open your own pop-up. The rankings are based on Nico Consor's closet. <laughs> this is it. Stay in the U.S. for now. History was made this weekend in the USL, where Davion Kimbrough made his professional debut at the age of 13 years. Seven months, 13 days. This is right. 13 years old. Crazy. Make his youngest player in North American professional soccer ever. The Sacramento Republic forward came on in the 87th minute against the Las Vegas Lights. The California native is a dual national and recently joined the Mexican under-16 national team camp. Nigel, what were you doing when you were 13 years old? Were you wearing a suit? Oh! <laughs> it looks good. Oh, wow. For the record, I actually was wearing a suit when I used to go to church, so don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah. Had a top hat did you go to I, did you go to private school and wear the no the chance cute I didn't go uniform. private school. I didn't go to I private school. I love those little. Uniforms. Oh no, no, I went to yeah, but schools in England you had to wear a blazer. But you had to make it casual. Yes, casual, yes, I like to wear suits. Top hat. I like to wear suits. Monocle. Uh 13 years old I was playing. I was playing for my local team at 13 years old, still playing, we call it grassroots Sunday football. Right. That was before the whole academy system has developed to what it is so now. So, as a point of comparison, how old were you guys when you broke into a first team and your first first team? 17? I was 17, 18, I was. Yeah. Like, were you invited to train with the first team? Oh, I was invited to train the first team when I was 16 okay. at the time there at Wimbledon. But, and then but listed on the squad for I, to compete? I trained with the Revolution yeah. when I was 17. Yeah, man. The, Thir- the, the, 13 the, is... 13. The jump between 13 and 16, yeah, even. Yeah, it's, it's, it's big. That is massive. It's big. It's a, it's a, it's like, a risk. Like you're still a baby. Like, his voice probably hasn't changed yet. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I remember I didn't hit my growth spurt until I was probably 16 and a half. Yeah. Have you hit it? So... Honestly, I don't know what really Sacramento Republic is getting out of this. You know, like, I don't know if it's for headlines headlines like this for people to say, oh, wow, Sacramento Republic has a 13-year-old, like, man, there's are, so many things that you What would be the drawbacks? What could be the drawbacks man, of, You're of training this. with a group yeah. of grown men. Yeah. You still have so much room to develop. I mean, but that's you, not, you, that's but not the problem. But the, it's the fine, mental was, side of it. That's the problem. I was training with men when I was 12, yeah, it's 13, the, 14. Training My with grown men. In those but not, not in a locker room, not on a, not on a professional team. No, but well, you're, you're, you're training, you're not going clashing. Nico, you're conditioned for that. You're conditioned with that. The physical aspect is different because, like Charlie said, when you're younger, different kids develop physically at different times. I remember when I was young, I was small, and I used to play. I'm like, how is this kid so big? Like, what's he eating? We develop physically differently, but it's the mental side of it. When you're that young there, playing a professional, it's the mental side of Mm -hmm. it that when you play, you don't play. When you're so young still, you don't know how to really handle that. That's the biggest worrying thing more than the physical he's, aspects he's, of he's it. 5'11", he's 5'11", so, so he's young. not tiny. He's not small, and then, so He's to bigger build than me. What Nigel just said, it's not about, because when I was uh, 13, 14 years old, I was fastest kid on the pitch. Mm-hmm. As soon as you play with men, you're not the fastest kid on the pitch. You're not the strongest. So you have to figure out with your mind different ways to impact the game and get, a, get ahead of your opponent. So the, the good thing for Kimbrough playing with the adults at this level is that he's going to sharpen those skills. It for forces sure. you to develop much faster so you don't rely on your physical capabilities, which I think that's the benefit 
you just hope that all the other negatives that, that could they, come around being yes, in a locker room. They put around him so and they protect him. It's surrounded the mental by state positive for that people, age. have a good coach, good parents, you know, not being pulled it's to. Very difficult that the, the negative man to thrust Listen, somebody what, into a professional atmosphere with everything that comes with it. He can't even drive. Can't even, he can't yeah, but like, the, the, I, like I said, Susanna, think about this though. I, I couldn't it's drive until I was 28. It's the fact of how does he handle it when he plays a game? And then he gets dropped. Like, that's the worrying thing. I've yeah. seen young players and make it in the so Premier League at 18, things, 19, Nigel. have a great six months, and then they turn to alcohol and they turn to different things. But he's doing this at 13. That's the worrying thing. Like, they really is, got to like, be. Look how I many think back years. to the Freddie Adu interview mm -hmm. and, you know, being thrust right. into that kind of spotlight that, that early. And everything at the right time and when you're mature enough to understand certain things. You know how much difference there is between this kid and, like, Yamin Lamal, for example. I'm, I'm, hearing the producer, I'm hearing the producer saying, we got to go. Okay, let's go. <laughs> but it's, it, there, there's, a, there's go. a whole world of experience it's between. A, yeah, there's a larger 13, conversation 16. to be had. It's very interesting. All right, yeah, we do. We have to go. But we are chatting some NWSL when we return because there are only two and a half match days remaining in the season and playoff spots are still very much up for grabs, people. Don't go anywhere. We're diving in after a break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to Morning Footy. WSL kicked off this weekend. Here's a look at the notable results. Chelsea get the 2-1 win over Tottenham and Mia Fischel, American. She scored in her debut for Chelsea. You love to see it. And look at that. Liverpool got one win this weekend. That's nice to see it. 1-0 over Arsenal. Manchester City 2-0 over West Ham. And Manchester United 2-1 over Aston Villa. And in a weekend of NWSL action, it's a big one too because those playoffs are right around the corner. Washington Spirit, a much, much needed 2-1 win over KC Current. The Chicago Red Stars, 1-0 over Racing Louisville. Believe it or not, they are in playoff contention. San Diego Wave, 2-0. They are the only team to have clinched a spot in the postseason. Houston Dash get the 2-0 win over Gotham FC and OL Reign and NC Courage and in a 1-1 draw. All right, let's get to some of these highlights, starting with that Washington Spirit KC current match on Saturday. We pick it up in the 20th minute here. Penal. Pen. It's a pen. Easy. Hey, and the Bia. She reposted us, by the way. We never talked about this. I know. Oh, when you guys did your celebration yeah. dance? Yeah. That's pretty cool. She was impressed. Pretty cool, pretty cool. <laughs> but then the Spirit. That's a rocket near post. This was huge, huge for them. Uh, a seven match winless streak was broken in Washington. And they are now comfortably hey. in hey. the playoff hey. picture. All right, let's move it along to the Chicago Red Stars taking on Racing Louisville. Chicago Red Stars have had, I'm just gonna say it, an abysmal season. Woo. What a strike. Man. But they are still 
in contention. This I, is how crazy the NWSL season has been. But not, not even them, even Casey Curran, who's mm -hmm. dead last, still has a fighting chance. It's wild, absolutely wild. But this goal from nice Bianca St. George. It's a good Gives finish. Chicago the very crucial 1-0 win, keeping their playoff hopes alive. All right, OL Reign taking on NC Courage. And Bethany, Bethany Balser. It's a she great finish, heading the down into the ground. It's That's just good fundamentals right there. It's a good finish. And oh. Oh. Caroline's been great this Yikes. season, poaching that back line from that wide position. Unbelievable. Gets the equalizer. Important for them. I mean. So we've got we've got a big match tonight between Angel City and uh, Orlando Pride, yep. who have, have both kind of had these late season surges to put themselves in this position. But it's just wild because when you look at these standings, look at this. It's like everybody everybody still has a shot. There's only yeah. one team that has clinched a playoff spot, and that is San Diego. You could say loser, everyone else. Is this still is a playoff play. game. Losers this is a out. Playoff. Angel City Orlando is a playoff game. It's nuts. Loser, loser is done. Angel City are bags. unbeaten in their last 11 matches across all competitions. But remember how poorly they started? And then they fired their head coach, Freya Coom, back in June. And it has been a complete turnaround since that point. Similar to Portland Timbers. Oh. You don't say. Look at that. You know? The little coach, so new coaching it, it, bump. It's making those decisions, those tough decisions at the right time. And you, you see the, the coach bounce is what they say. But this is more than that because mm -hmm. you feel like – Coaches can restrict the team, and it's the, obviously the trickle-down effect has has quite um, has hurt them quite a bit. And now they're but, playing with freedom, and and they have that confidence that you allows them to win games and, and stay in games and not lose. There's two things, like you said, you see the tactical element on it in how the team's performing. If they were ultra defensive, to now actually be a freedom to be attacking, and you can see that in the players, but also. Whenever there's a change of coaches, we always got to remember there's always that honeymoon period. There's always that yeah, feel-good factor. And then that? how this long is, is that? That's the biggest This is, this is more than that. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Becky when, Tweed is in a, a remarkable just got to be careful job. I, do, you do you see Angel City making the postseason? I do. Yeah. What's the remaining schedule? Angel City? Not only Orlando tonight. But then you got to say, Houston, who comes out? Portland. The last game, That's but Portland tough. will have, we imagine by that time, I would clinch. imagine they would have clinched. It's so spot, tight so that Portland's second and they haven't clinched yet. The only team that's clinched is San Diego Wave, it's which crazy. is wild. And the, literally the last place team mathematically still can be. I know. But Port, Portland at 32 points, Should. they're going to be in the playoffs. They will. Yeah. Two, two, two and a half match days left. Wow, this is going to come down to the wire, It is. Huh? It literally is. And, uh, guys, tonight, that Angel City-Orlando Pride match, 10 p.m. Eastern on Paramount+. Plus. It's going to be a good one. All right, we are going to take a break. Uh, Nico, we're going to chat some Super Classico. Do we have to? We do. Yeah, get the you tissue box ready. Talk about get the tissue box River. ready. River. We're chatting Boca River on the other <laughs> side. Don't go anywhere. You got a tissue ready, Nico? Everybody against everybody. Pene, Pene, Pene! Oh, 
it's a good cross for Cavani. Cross for Cavani. Flag is up. Flag is raised by assistant number two. Chiquito, chiquito, Romero, Barco, Barco, get it, get it. Second consecutive win against Boca. I mean, okay, honest question. Mm. Honest question. Who had a worse weekend? Me as a Liverpool fan or Nico Cantor? Nico! Boca, no, I, I did. Nico. Uh, Liverpool were so close to getting a golden point. You guys had a valiant effort. Boca lost 2 0. Susanna. Liverpool played well. well. Yeah, they played really Boca well. Boca got spanked. They got oh, absolutely oh. spanked. It was such yeah. a great derby. Fantastic derby oh. to watch. Like, that took me back to old school derbies. Tackles were flying in. Mm -hmm. The referee was letting play go. It was such a great derby. But River Plate gave Boca a footballing masterclass. It was a spanking. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't terribly so confident. I don't know, I don't know how much one. of this is genuine. From the moment I walked in <laughs> to the studio today, I don't know if he's just grinding my gears. I'm not grinding your gears. Nigel never. was leading by a deflected goal for most Football of the game. being played. River Plate was sensational. They, they battered them. So, they really did. The, the star of the show, Nicolas De La Cruz, and I know Nico knows him as well. Yeah. Well, he is a sensational player. He, for me, like if anyone's watched MLS, any of those clubs, you know, want to compete and get a real top-class player, Nicolas De La Cruz could be one of the players that come here, one of the top teams. Club club. It, it was he a good, was sensational. It was a good performance for River, and I've been very high on Nico De La Cruz. Often I like to ask people who their favorite player is on their rival team. And mm. I've oh, loved that's a great question. Nico de la Cruz. De la Cruz. They, they, and, you know, and they call him Nico de la Cruyff uh, because he's that oh, good. Oh, wow. Um, he's, so he's Uruguayan. His half-brother yeah. played for, for River. He was also very good for River a couple years ago. Um, and a Uruguayan plays on the national team, can play many roles in the midfield. Yeah. But him paired alongside Enzo Perez, they held it down for River and provided a lot more... More game than, than Boca did, mind you. Yeah. I'm not making excuses. They wrote Boca, you are Boca fielded. I'm just giving you a reason as to why Boca was so, so bad. Uh, Boca fielded a completely different 11 than they did on Thursday in the Copa Libertadores semifinal against... Valentin Barco plays from, from the, the beginning. Yes, and, and Cavani from the start. I think, right. it's, a, it, I think it's a different game. Not saying it's why, a different wait, wait, wait. outcome. Why would you field game. a completely different team against your biggest rivals? It's a dark, come on. But priorities. They could prioritize Libertadores all they want. But they're not going to get to the final. But, we're going to talk but, about that later but, but on. But hold up, but, that, but that's, you really, think, uh, you really think the Boca manager goes, oh, we're not going to make the final 0-0 in the I Copa know, They're not going to make the final Libertadores. Let's be real. Come okay, on, it's the biggest rival. I'm not grinding <laughs> your gears. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a sensational derby. River Plate were absolutely sensational. Yeah. Played some great there's, football. A couple, there's a couple of performances from Boca players that I see it and I'm like, all right, man. Time to pack your bags and go. That mm. they're not Name names. Standard. Bruno Valdez Elaborate. was awful. Bruno Valdez is the one on the second river goal, the one that he, he completely whiffs, but it's not just that. He's had very poor specific moments against big teams for, uh, again, when Boca's playing against big teams, that he's been so questionable. He came to Boca being one of the best defenders, center backs in Mexico for Club America, showed it to Boca and has not put up a single good performances. And displays like that against River 
can end your career at Boga. It's it's that bad that you say, all right, we've seen <laughs> enough. Mm -hmm. Peace know, out. Let's end on one positive. Nico, Marco, how good? Valentin Barco is the, the, the Boca Barco. Because yeah. yesterday there was a Sequel Barco. Um, Valentin Barco is the truth. Yeah. That, kid is, that kid is good. Remember when I invited you over to watch a Boca game? Yeah. He started out as left back, and then they started moving him up the field. And he appears in the Copa Libertadores in the semifinal on Thursday against Palmeiras. He was everywhere. Everywhere. Like, you didn't know what he was He's the one bright light. Manchester City. I, I've, I've seen rumors. City, I've seen yeah. Brighton rumors. He's, 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 he's the bright light he's, of Boca. He really is. very good. good young, understands what it means to play for Boca in the Copa Libertadores. Hopefully, man, I'm just... Yeah. I'm, to be honest, this doesn't hurt that much. I really wish we would have won the first leg of the Copa Libertadores. So that was a by, nil, by nil, at least nil nil draw? Zero, zero. What was zero, zero draw? It doesn't yeah, hurt. It, you know, it'll hurt more if we lose on Thursday, if we don't make the final. It's a, you can tell us the truth after we go fair if it doesn't hurt. It'll... If, if Boca doesn't make the final of Copa Libertadores, this week is going to be god off. Let's take a friendly bet. If they win, it'll be much more of a soothing loss. Like I Charlie, they're care. not going to win. It'll be... Hey, Palmeiras impressed me with how poor they were. I thought they were going to be how? much better. Palmeiras at home are a different kettle of fish. For it's sure. going to be a bad week for, for sure. Boca. And I like Boca, but boy... Wow, he's really he's got to do this. To yeah. He's I'm, I'm, I'm listen. I'm just here to speak the truth. But, That's but it. Boca what, got what was my and tone? Bad. What was my tone going into you this week confident. from like three weeks you ago? You were not. You were. Yeah. You were kind and of it, like Boca, uh, you know. Yeah. We had to make adjustments. Forty-five I know you didn't minutes. Make it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I just. Okay. It's the first time in a long time that Boca made the semifinal of the Copa Libertadores, mm -hmm. and my hopes aren't as high as it's they would. But. Oh, I'll get the violin but the now. Moment, but the moment Boca makes it, I'm letting y'all producers know. I'm booking my ticket to Rio Janeiro. We have to protect our hearts sometimes. <laughs> and I understand this well. As a it's okay. Boca player. deservedly lost yesterday, man. We're taking a short break. Plenty more to come on the other side. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Here's a look at your Monday footy fix. We have that AFC Champions League match. Al Nasser taking on FC Istiklal, 2 p.m. on Paramount Plus. Serie A action. We'll see if you are in TN. Tina face Cagliari at 2.45 p.m. right here on the Galazzo Network. La Liga, we've got Las Palmas for Celta Vigo, 3 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus Tonight, NWSL action, Angel City versus Orlando Pride, 10 p.m. on Paramount+. Plus. And in the Premier League, this afternoon, Fulham will take on Chelsea at 3 p.m. You can watch that match on USA. So let's chat a little bit about that Chelsea-Fulham match. Chelsea currently sitting in 15th place. Just five points out of six matches to start the season, Nigel. Uh, they had uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they had that 1-0 win over Brighton in Carabao Cup. But, I mean, Carabao Cup. we'll take the wins when we can if you're a Chelsea fan. But, you know, what, are, what, are your, what do you make of this sort of disastrous start? It's embarrassing. You spend a billion dollars, you're 15th in the league. Absolutely embarrassing. I think, for me, that Pochettino... 
It's sad the fact you're seeing reports now that Pochettino is getting involved in transfers for January, future transfers. Would you not have had him involved from when you knew you were bringing him to the club? It just shows how much of a joke Chelsea is and has become. Performances on the pitch still haven't been great. And uh, I always love watching Chelsea play right now because I always feel that they're going to lose and that they're struggling big time. Scoring goals is a massive problem. They still don't look too much like a team. Their so, biggest bright spark has been probably Raheem Sterling, a little resurgence in Raheem Sterling's is, form. Is Pochettino to blame for, for that? No, for their form I don't blame. Right Not no, at all. I don't blame Pochettino at all. I think that it's been a joke from the recruiting, from how they've got players, the advice that they've got and the players that they've gone to identify. You've got two of the best midfielders that you spend $222 million on. Two midfielders. You know, and you look at West Ham, they sold Declan Rice. Look at how they've reinvested all that money to even look like a better side without them. And Chelsea, you can't buy players for a billion and say, oh, it's the potential. No, you're there to compete right at the highest level. Especially at Chelsea, where yeah. it's like the results are king. And it feels like they're now like backtracking the words. It's like, okay, you need time for this project to settle. But it doesn't feel like from the get-go, from the several transfer windows that they have, that there's like a vision put in place. Okay, it this is the type of football that we want to play. This is the type of team we want to be. It just feels like cash grab everywhere. Let, let's, uh, let's spend here, spend here, spend. Bidding war, Liverpool, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And it's like... Okay, now, now make that work. It's just, there's, it feels like there's a little thought behind... The best one for me is Mudrik. Mudrik's gone out there, social media, wants to go to Arsenal, Arsenal, and then Chelsea going to hijack the deal. Why do you want to buy a player that's publicly said he wanted to go to Arsenal pretty much, and you want to go and buy him to come and get him to play for Chelsea? That makes no sense to I me. Mean, since he's been there, he hasn't performed at all. He looks like a lost puppy. It, it feels like Chelsea buy when a commodity is hot, right? So, yes, like 100%. Mujic had a great group stage. How Were they watching Shakhtar Donetsk week in, week no. out, to say, all right, this kid has so much potential. Were they... Enzo yeah, Fernandez they had an, a crazy ascent, right? They bought him right after the World Cup. Does and anyone, he hasn't... He's been he, completely underwhelming. Does anyone sense a Fulham win today to rub more salt in the wound at Chelsea? Well, well Chelsea haven't scored in three straight Premier League games. So that's a full and win then, yeah? A draw? Say it, say it. Eventually you think it's going to break. Yeah, right? that's... I'm going for a full and win. Full I'll and say win? it right on there. Full and win today. If, if I'm Jimmy Conrad, I say full and win or draw. Yeah. That's my bet. I think that's a good I would take that bet pick. too. I'll oh, win hello. Or draw. Yeah, no, no surprise the three of you stick 100%. together. And you pair it with something. Who needs to score goals? They only have five goals on the season. Who, who needs to step up and put the ball in the back of the net? Chelsea. It has to be Raheem Sterling. Raheem. I, feel, I think Nico Jackson is suspended today, but if he was available, for sure him. He's their only striker. Mm. And he's set pieces. <laughs> set pieces. What a Monday. Set, set piece coach can earn Are you his back bread. tomorrow? Are you back tomorrow? No. Oh, didn't get the invite. That's a shame. All right, guys. Enjoy your Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>